Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tung. We're in a somewhat celebratory mood today as today is our 100th show on Awakening to conscious co-creation and as many of you regular listeners know uh, this program is intended to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening and I couldn't be happier uh, to welcome to the show today Denise Johnson a wonderfully gifted psychic and channeler of the Ascended Masters who I've done work with both uh, on behalf of our community and, and myself personally and I know uh, Denise has incredibly powerful connection with the invisible realms and will be a wonderful guest on the show today. So welcome to the show, Denise. Thank you, Peter. It's a delight and pleasure to be with you today. And we did invite uh, people to send in questions because Denise is going to do some live channeling later on in the show. And I, and I just want to thank the listeners who sent in questions. We've got some really good quality questions, which is always good because then you'll get some really high quality answers. But before we go into that, Denise, I'd love for, for you to explain to our listeners how all this came about for you, because in terms of awakening to conscious co-creation, many, many people on the planet, as you well know, are waking up. And it's always useful for people to hear how each person who now becomes a well-known person or an expert in their own field had their awakening process. So tell us about yours. Thank you, Peter. Um, for me, it was a journey through cancer. In late December of 2006, one week before Christmas, I was diagnosed with advanced stage uterine cancer and given three months to live um, without immediate surgery, and they didn't know um, how it looked for me, had the cancer jumped, had it not. Um, so I went in to have a hysterectomy the first week of January in 2007, that turned into four surgeries, massive blood transfusions, uh, cardiac arrest, and three weeks in a coma. Um, despite um, all the odds and difficulties, um, I was released from the hospital April of the same year. Um, during that time, I was very blessed and fortunate to have a near-death experience. 
Um, and what was amazing about it for me was that it was very lucid. Um, when I came back, I had a full recall of everything that had happened, the most extraordinary of which was finding myself, um, you know, in, in the infamous white light, if you will, and there coming into contact directly with the beings that I, I, I refer to as the Ascended Masters and that now use my voice box to bring messages to humanity. They expressed to me at that time that I had chosen to come in and do this service with them. Um, apparently, I was supposed to start when I was 18 and had no recollection. Uh, so that um, we could say then that the cancer was a wake-up call from spirit. And the um, illness in the body, the severity, the near-death experience was necessary so that they could talk to me firsthand and remind me of the mission and, and the aim. Um, so I have been doing the reading since three hours upon my release from hospital. Um, the, let's see, I've done perhaps about 1,200 in-person readings now um, on individual life paths. And I'm very, very excited and grateful to be here today for the Ascended Masters have indicated to me that it's time to bring the messages forward to the global masses. For the next three years, we're having accelerated ascension process. Um, and the energies are really whipping and stirring through our personal lives as well as around the planet. And the Masters are very, very happy and grateful today to provide clarity um, for us as we go through these changes. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And, and I, I, before we go into to the channel, there's a, there's a couple of questions I want to ask you. The first one is uh, the listeners will hear your voice and, and your personality actually change as you answer different questions. Can you just talk about that a little bit? Um, sure. I could say that when they're coming through, I lose my vision. Um, it goes dark and then it turns into sparkling colors in front of my eyes. Sometimes um, I'll see images of what they're relating a pressure that comes in my head accompanied by the flashing lights. And then when the channeling session is over, I don't really um, retain the information it uh, just kind of runs through me like water so that I'm often unaware of what's been said like this. <laughs> yeah, okay. And also, before we get into the channeling, because I want you want you're in there to stay, to stay in there, uh, <laughs> but you've also written a couple of books. Just tell us about those. Oh, thank you, Peter. Um, the first one is titled How to Win the Lottery, and it's a small handwritten book about the near-death experience. So many people were, after having a reading with me, said, you know, like, what happened to you for this to be like this inside of you? And so then I would tell the story. And I eventually got to the point of telling it so many times. It's just like, you know, I need to write this down. So I hand-wrote it and hand-illustrated it um, in an attempt to share this idea that we're not alone down here fits of shamatha meditation the response from the first book was so overwhelming um, that a book publisher i was working with said you know there should be a follow-up workbook companion with this there's so many questions and when i thought about it and talked with the masters they agreed so what came through was the second book called my faithful companion and it's a companion workbook to the first and this book is looking at um, developing further the shamatha meditation presented and how to win the lottery but then taking it as a preliminary tool for consciously connecting with spirit in the body you know what that feels like um, what it's saying to us um, so that people could at this period of time on earth, look to connect more with the consciousness um, of spirit rather than our day-to-day -day ordinary mind stream. <laughs> so I think it would be helpful for you to explain to the listeners what you mean by 
how to win the lottery. What does the lottery mean in this case? Oh, thank you. The lottery was was um, referring to, A, the fact that I triumphed and survived against all odds. Um, they even put me in the room to die. But, you know, if we have a body, then we have everything. Um, it's also making reference to the shamatha meditation instructions that I used um, in the bardo uh, for my cancer diagnosis, in the coma, and then through three years of very painful recovery. Um, so to receive those meditation instructions to me in my life is what's left me feeling that I have won the lottery. So I was getting across this idea. So many people think that, you know, to win a pile of money will answer their problems. All the people that I've read for that have won the lottery, there's been, there's been a few of them. Uh, most of them have had a lot of difficulty. And my feeling was to have life, to have a body, and to receive the meditation instruction that this was wealth that could never be taken from us, not even at the moment of death, that the meditation becomes extremely useful then. And for those people who are suffering from ill health or even terminal cancer, what, what advice do you give them? The first one is to know that they're not fundamentally flawed, that there's not some reason that they are unable to beat this. I found that many of the literatures available for me for the cancer in terms of looking at it holistically led me to a very self-punishing place that somehow I was flawed because I couldn't get rid of the root cause. I must obviously have all of this anger inside of me or something. In the end, I learned it was uh, despair and that it was a Tibetan Buddhist master who helped me to say that, well, what makes you think it even started in this lifetime? So that kind of gave me permission to just deal with, with this idea that I was having an experience and that it was okay. Um, the second thing that I would really love to, to tell people is um, what's really gotten me better, because, you know, I was just sort of released from the hospital um, and there was no real follow-up care for me. And then I met a man named Adam Huber, and he gave me something called the metabolic food therapy. And that really put me over the hump and got me back towards living in health. Uh, I would also tell people to don't believe your diagnosis and that we actually have a fair bit of, of will and determination and say about our moment of death and when we leave here. So that but, basically, it's so, you know, that the whole process is okay. In the work that I do, um, one of the most important things in helping people with terminal illness is for them to be self-empowered and for them to take responsibility for their own healing, with support and help, obviously. But it's such a critical part of the process. Yes, and that's what I felt was so important in how to win the lottery. Um, for it gives instructions for dying a conscious death that, you know, that we don't need to be terrified, that we can actually embrace this with eyes wide open and have an experience in a journey. Um, so that even, you know, uh, sometimes people will come to me, I meet a lot of people with cancer now, and, you know, sometimes the reading shows them that, yeah, okay, we need to talk about death, that the body's not going to recover, let's prepare for conscious death. And so it changes it from this no way out closed door to an exciting new adventure where we still are self-empowered. And I can feel the energy building here because you're sort of getting a little bit of a crackle on your line. So I think we're getting ready for, for the channeling. So what do you need to do? Tell our listeners what you need to do to go into the space to receive the information. Uh, thank you. So um, immediately I call it falling into the middle of the spine. I become very aware of my spine. And then inside my mind's eye, I can see the center channel in the center of the spine. And then I'll take three deep, deep breaths out and exhale through the nostrils equally on both nostrils. This opens up my third eye. When that's accomplished, 
I see the top crown chakra of my head opening up like a flower. And then I quietly state the intention, I intend to be a clear channel of love and light. And now I can see a column or a pillar of universal light, the God light coming down out of universe into the top of my head. Now it's beginning to fill my body, flooding down through the spine, and it's going into the earth. So that the inside of my body is supported, if you will, by a column of white light. And now in this state, um, I'm ready to receive the questions at any moment. And how, does, how do the answers, before we begin, how do the answers, in what form do they come to you? How do you get those answers? Uh, thank you. Um, I'm utilizing the Osho Zen Tarot. The deck arrived just before I went into hospital, and it was in my room waiting for me when I came out. So I shuffle the cards, and when I look into whatever card would come out, I'm able to hear the Ascended Masters more clearly. And it's a loud voice that comes inside of my right ear. Uh, it's neither male nor female. It's just very loud. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I'm not sure exactly how it all works. When I look into a card, the voice gets crystal clear and sharp in my ear so that during the reading as a clear channel um, it's very important that I only relay the words that I'm hearing coming inside the right ear and to be very clear that it's not my thoughts not my ideas or opinions just what I what I'm hearing as a channel and it's really important to step out of the way and not not filter anything through that comes right you just got to pass the message on and, you know, that's the, in the beginning, that was a real challenge because I can hear myself sometimes things are coming out of my mouth that I don't personally thought of or agreed with or even believed in. And so <laughs> I'm continually, um, the readings make me so humble because I'm continually showed how limited my ideas are, how limited my mind span, my opinions, whereas universal knowledge goes beyond all these things. So it's always very clear to me that it's not my personal wisdom and knowledge, but rather the grace and blessings of the ascended ones. So we're actually, we're coming up to our first break, Denise. What we're going to do is have a 45-second break so you can get yourself set and ready, and then we'll begin our questions. And the majority of the questions, actually, the beginning questions are around the uh, earth changes that are upon us. And so you'll be able to uh, ask the guides to help us understand uh, what's coming in the next little while. Most excellent. <laughs> this is uh, Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Denise Johnson. We'll be channeling wonderful insights for us in the second half of the show. Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network.
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. Just want to remind you to check out my website, www.petertongue.com, and all the information there. We're now making our transition from Cancer into Leo. We're right on the cusp as we shift our energies from the water element into the fire of Leo and our sovereign self and the alchemical gold. And also, www.myheartcenteredjourney.com, where uh, tomorrow evening, 5.30 on Thursday, I'll be having our two-weekly class uh, on, uh, again, our awakening process. And tomorrow I'm going to be talking a little bit about sound frequency and the importance of those sound frequencies and recognizing our own personal tone and the connection to the standing stone circles across the world in reference specifically to Michael Tellinger's discovery in southern Africa. But now let's return to today's show, and Denise is all set up to answer some questions uh, with the Ascended Masters so the first question I have for you, Denise, is what message do we need to hear right now? Thank you, Peter. This answer comes in two parts. The first one addressing humanity. The second part addressing the planet. So part one for humanity, it's to understand that we are so much more than just a body. Rather... We would like to explain that the body is a house for spirit, a vehicle for spirit to experience mobility in this physical plane. And that spirit could be seen as a golden, serene presence, which is also electrical in frequency, located in the center of the heart. So that while the body, in fact, is impermanent, the spirit of energy remains and that this could also be seen as the seat of primordial consciousness or God consciousness within the self. So, regards to the second part of the question, referring to planet Earth, asking humanity to understand that Earth is a self-regulating system. And we refer to Earth as Earth body. Understand, therefore, that the earth body also has consciousness. And if we were to think of an analogy for the best way to describe spirit in the body relating with earth, it would be see humanity, each human being, as a single cell within the earth body. And as we study cellular activity, as we come to understand the cells in the human body, we will also have an understanding of humanity, our relationships to each other, as well as our relationship to Earth herself. Thank you. And, and uh, so I'll just continue on these Earth changes. Um, so uh, big focus on 20, December 21st, 2012. question is, uh, do you feel that we will be experiencing uh, earth changes before that date, December 21st, 2012? 
They would suggest that as of two years ago, Earth's changes have become such that there isn't a single person on the planet that hasn't noticed. They would also like to say that many people have been using this change of galactic alignment to make a lot of money. And unfortunately, there's been a lot of hype and fear and paranoia that's been promoted to sell books um, to, for interviews um, and that many people have been feeding on fear. Uh, so now the masters would like to clearly state that spirit knows no fear. Spirit, anyone that's on earth at this time, A, is extremely fortunate and lucky, and B, needs to understand that they are here because spirit wanted to witness and watch this happen. That this is a fantastic experience to actually interact with these earth changes, to be here in a physical form and be part of the living ecosystem. That this is such a gift from the divine to be here at this time. And the masters would suggest that humanity would spend more time giving thanks for their physical human body than worrying about losing their precious human body. So they said that, know that over the next two months, Earth changes are increasing in intensity and frequency, and that for the next two years, we're going to be seeing a lot of changes, and that, you know, everyone's always afraid of change. But they would like to reassure us that actually what makes us think that this is a negative thing. This is uh, Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Listening on a higher dimension. 7th Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. And I have with me today Denise Johnson, who is doing some channeling of the Ascended Masters and answering questions that have been sent in by our listeners. So the next question, Denise, is as we humans prepare to transform, to be ready for the new uh, energies and, and the ascension process on planet Earth, uh, what, what's the idea about how many people will be able to make this transformation? And what happens to those people who cannot make the, the change in vibration necessary? Well, they said that the next three years, um, are going to really bring about a different change on Earth and that we've actually entered the third epoch of humankind. 
Um, and this age is about balancing out the male and female energy centers in the body, coming into complete balance. The first epoch was women were embodying their male energy, men were embodying their female energy. The second epoch were men were embodying their yang, women were embodying their yin. And this, the third epoch, is a moment of evolution where we are balancing out men and women, the male and female energy channels in the body. So they said, understand that the best insurance policy that we have at this time is to cultivate gratitude. Many people would say that unconditional love is the highest expression in the human body. The masters would say love is, that actually we are love, that primordial consciousness, the original awakened consciousness, it was an expression or experience of love. So love is. Gratitude is what we can cultivate in the human body to give, uh, to raise frequency. So it's gratitude for having a body. It doesn't matter the age, shape, color, or health condition. It's to say, spirit is in a body. My spirit is so happy and grateful and thankful to be here. This immediately begins to clear energy in the body. It immediately begins to raise frequency. It immediately sets us in alignment for good health. So they said, understand that there are many beings on earth at this time who have a karmic connection with earth through lifetimes of taking away her natural resources or somehow being involved in participating into the state of affairs environmentally today. Many of these people are anxious to repay their karmic debt to earth and will be acting as compost to regrow the trees. They said, so therefore, understand that spirit has come in knowing that it's going to do this and that spirit is grateful to be repaying its karmic debts. For the others, it's to follow in your heart where you're supposed to be. Feel it in your body. If there's a place that's calling to you all the time, there's a reason why. Go there. And for the rest of us is to really cultivate gratitude, this idea of regardless of what's happening in our body, regardless of what's happening on this earth, spirit is happy and grateful for the body. Therefore, train the mind to give thanks. So understand also that during the next three years, many people will grow very sick in the body. This is a call that either your male or female energy is out of balance. So remember that in all things, we're coming into balance within the self and that there are many modalities of healing that are available to us at this time. By cultivating gratitude, giving gratitude every morning before our feet touch the floor, as soon as our eyes open, this is the stage for healing, this is the stage for health, this is the stage for ascension. So they would say that this is the bottom line of everything. Thank you. So here's an interesting question. Uh, when we shift, in, according to the Mayan calendar, we're in that, the, the ninth level now of shifting into unity consciousness. So when unity consciousness comes, are we still separate beings? Ah, they would say that we're never separate, that separateness is an illusion of having a physical body. They would say that unity consciousness already exists for that we all contain the peace of spirit within ourselves, and that that's the same spirit. It's not separate spirit. So they would say that it's more about us waking up to it consciously in the body and really understanding this. 
that interdependence is also about consciousness. So they would say waking up then to the full potential of co-creative conscious um, manifestation, if you will, that this would be known as um, waking up to this possibility in the body, understanding that we're not separate from primordial consciousness. This would be what's referred to as stepping into the fifth dimension. So we're going to see many people now becoming aware that through consciousness they're not separate from this planet, from the other creatures, inhabitants here, including the plants, the flowers, and the trees, as well as the stars and the moon and all the other universes out there. None of it's separate. So they say that from the perspective of the masters, this global understanding that we're embodying as human beings at such a scale and capacity is the first time it's happening to such degree of magnitude on this planet. Therefore, many beings from many of the realms are here to witness. Thank you. Question about uh, forms of communication likely to be used in the near future. Talking about telepathy, uh, uh, the electronic systems, the world languages, uh, just just a knowing. And I think the main question is around uh, the potential deceptions that are around us and how do we discern, discriminate uh, the truth? Ah, thank you. This is very good. We do this by contacting spirit in our body. So to do this, they would suggest that we would follow the, uh, the following, do the following. So A, and we can do this right on the spot, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. A, understand that wearing a piece of gold on the body, whether it be a watch, a tooth, a wedding band, a necklace, a chain, an earring, that this helps us to embody spirit in the body. Gold helps the electrical frequency to move through the body and that the experience of full embodiment of spirit is very much an electrical experience. This is why it happens gradually. One has to prepare the body to be able to increase the amount of electricity it can hold. So they would say that we can run any person, place, idea, scenario through the mind's eye. Now, if we're wondering, should we act upon this or not? What's in the greatest good? What's in alignment with spirit? So we close our eyes. We see the scenario in the mind's eye, in the middle of the forehead. We play it through. And as it's happening, we bring our awareness down to the center of our chest, where the heart is. Now, if the heart chakra opens... And an energy, a warm energy, moves. Sometimes it comes up from the bottom of the belly, and it moves up and then comes out through the heart. So the warmth is coming out of the body through the heart center. This is spirit saying, whatever it is that you were just visualizing, yes, this is in our greatest good. Now, if, um, on the other side of that is that if we are uh, visualizing something in the mind and that doesn't happen, then we go down to the belly. Is the belly tight? Is it feeling sick? Does it feel like it's having gas? If it is, spirit's saying, not at this time. This is not a good idea for us. At the same time, if we're doing this and the heart doesn't open, there's nothing happening in the belly, but we feel something in the back, a tightness in the shoulders. Spirit's saying, not at this time. Check back later. 
So as we practice this more and more, the signals from spirit get clearer and stronger in the body. All of us have the ability to check in with spirit on a moment-to-moment basis on anything to see how it's relaying the information through the body to us. Spirit is talking to us continually through the body. Many illnesses that come into the body are actually messages from spirit saying, hey, hey, listen to me. So they said that understanding this, we have uh, our own universal wisdom and clarity contained within the center of our heart. With practice and intention, we can access this at any given time through the day. Absolutely everybody can do it. If you're a human being, you have this potential within your being. Thank you. Uh, Another question. If there is a financial meltdown, uh, how will we come out the other side and what will our abundance in the new situation look like? They said, must understand that income flow is not separate than blood flow in the body. It's all about circulation. And at this time, there's too much money sitting in, in, in piles and places not circulating. So this could be seen as blood clots in the system. So that if a crash in the system comes in, it's because too many people are hoarding and they're not circulating the money. Now, they said that understand that water is the future. If you have access to limitless, abundant, clear water, you are wealthier than anyone can imagine. Also understand that anything of real value comes from the land. So know that land is a safe place to invest your money, much safer than leaving it at the bank. Know that uh, gold holds its value through civilizations. So that one can't go wrong in purchasing gold, investing in gold. They said also, there is nothing that can equate to the richness of a calm mind. So that no matter what happens, whether it be times of abundance or times of scarcity, we can allow the energies to just move through us unimpeded, unhampered. And as long as the circulation is moving through the body, then the circulation in the outside world follows. And if you're circulating your money in the outside world, then circulation health in the body will also follow. That many of the things that we're perceiving as happening in the outside world are reflections of what's going on inside of the body. What's going on inside of the body is often a reflection of what's going on inside of the mind. So they're saying that if everyone were to begin to circulate that which they've stowed away, this would divert a financial crisis. In the meantime, look to invest in land. Know that gold holds its value and that water is the most precious thing that anyone can have. So on that topic, another question was, what can we do uh, to prepare ourselves physically in terms of food, exercise, just the basic things for the coming changes? Okay. We must deal with digestion. Pesticides has left more than 40% of the North American population of all ages 
not digesting its food. Cracks in the large intestine are allowing the minerals to seep out of the body. This is creating a lot of illness for a lot of people. They would say that most illnesses in the body are the result of long-term mineral deficiencies. And people that can eat the best food, organics, take all their vitamins, can still be suffering from leaky gut syndrome, which means a lack of minerals in the body. Therefore, address your large intestine. Acidophilus is very good for this. Two, understand that all life began in the sea. Therefore, human body requires fish oil. It requires water. It requires seaweeds. Seaweeds have the correct and natural amount of various salts and minerals to be completely absorbed into the body. Um, The masters would suggest that every single human being would take two chlorella tablets per day and two fish oils per day and drink lots of water. Two glasses a day is not enough for the average human being, particularly people that have had leaky gut syndrome. A lot of waste tends to build up in the body. These people could be drinking two liters of water a day for the next two months to flush. Now, third is most people are not giving enough gratitude for their food. So, therefore, take a moment of thanks. It doesn't even have to be, did I kill a life form or not? It's, are you grateful for your body? Are you grateful for this experience of ingesting and digesting food? Third, North American society, most people consume too much yang food, not enough yin. So understand that raw food has its place, so most bodies are not geared to survive solely on raw food. However, getting those natural enzymes into the body does help to counter the inner heat that most American bodies our North American bodies are experiencing at this time. Too much heat. These are like coffee, eggs, bread, um, uh, wheats, things like this, uh, meat. Um, we just have too much heat in the body. So look to eat uh, greens at least three times a week. Have raw greens three times a week. Blueberries. Blueberries are fantastic for the human body. And then understand, too, that even if you're eating well, you may still, in fact, be leaking minerals out through your gut or out through your urine. And that minerals is something that we all need to address. And seaweeds are the most easily absorbed form of food that contain the correct ratios of salts and minerals for the human body. And this is because all life began in the sea. So, Denise, we're coming up to our next break, so we'll, we'll, we'll give it a break there, and we'll return with some qu- further questions in the next segment. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Be Extraordinary. 7th Wave Network.
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Have with me today, Denise Johnson. And Denise, I'd just like you to uh, let the listeners know if they want to get a personal reading from you, uh, which I strongly recommend. I've had a few myself, and it's absolutely outstanding. One of the things that people need to know with uh, readings of this type is it's not just the information that comes. It's the energy that flows with it and the synchronicities that follow uh, as a result of, of getting this support. So, Denise, if someone like, would like a personal reading with you, how do they go about doing that? Thank you, Peter. Um, it's helpful for people to go to my website, oceanofclarity.com, and on the website it just gives a bit about the past history, um, experience of coming into the readings, what to expect during a reading. Um, I can be contacted for a reading request at oceanofclarity at gmail.com, and personal life path readings take place over Skype. The information from the readings, um, the Ascended Masters have explained to me that the words that they put inside my ear is a reflection of the way that wh- whichever person I'm sitting with, the way that their own spirit is talking to them through the mind stream, so that people find that it's very familiar. Um, the most common expression when we finished a reading was, I knew that. But that's the whole point of this type of reading. It's that, yes, actually, your spirit does know this. Which voice in the mind is spirit? So it's to right. reconnect us back to what we know. Thank you. So let's return to, to some questions and, and uh, the two or three big ones. Uh, why are childhood family past trauma patterns so difficult to overcome? Decades of pain causing beliefs have a powerful yet painful hold. Old beliefs and behaviors blockages seem insurmountable. Fears almost life-threatening. This is because, as children, our hearts are open. Obstructions, painful experiences, rejection of our open heart, harm to our physical body, these things get stored in the various petals of the heart chamber. And it often uh, becomes stored as fear. Now, when we die, we, as the heart is stopping its function, spirit begins to exit out through the heart. We will go through these layers and these leaves one by one and re-examine. Now, the heart can be cleared. Energy work, intention, a psychological approach. We can also get into the body with various healing modalities. Understand that open heart is the natural state. We misinterpret things that happen to us and take them personally. And through that, we develop fear, which begins to close the petals to the heart. That fear is the blockage to the triumph of releasing the patterns. So the goal is to go back to the same state at around age, between ages two, three, and four. Often the heart is still open in these youngsters. So they would say that experiences held in the body are interpreted by the mental mind stream of the body as good or bad. Understanding that spirit 
is grateful for all experiences in the body, that the experience of spirit is one of serenity and gratitude, so that these pains, these traumas, these patterns are an illusion of being a solid physical thing unto themselves. Rather, it's more like energies that have been trapped into the physical body and the heart chakra that can be released that are not actually a reflection of who we really are. Remembering that we are spirit, not the body, is the doorway out. Another useful technique for people to use that are having difficulty storing past traumas is to, in the mind, visit the moment of death. Really see it. Really feel it. See what comes up. And then immediately give thanks for your physical body. Gratitude can clear most stuck energies out of a human body. The difficulty is that as humans, we get addicted to pain and suffering. We get addicted to certain low frequency and energies. We have to be willing to undergo a spiritual death process, give up our personal reference points to fully clear the heart, to say, I'm out here, and because I no longer identify with my past memories, I feel very lonely and afraid. To understand that that's actually okay. That's like ground zero. Thank you. And, and one of my favorite topics, as you well know, is, is the children. And uh, one of the questions, many children are not reaching their full potential in school and, in fact, many are dropping out, uh, dissatisfied and, and not happy. Uh, what should we do differently in our schools to ensure our children do reach their full potential? We need to love the children. The children know that they're not being loved. They're not being respected. They're being taught what they need to believe rather than asking what they know intuitively within their own understanding. We do not qualify the notion of past lives with children. Ultimately, when we're with a child, we don't know who this child has been through the past and what knowledge they bring with them, what they've been born with. Then we're dealing with this idea that children belong to their parents. Children belong to their family. They would say, we all belong to the divine. We've all had past lives and memories that we bring with us. And if we want to see respect from children, then we better give them respect first, for they mirror back what they're taught. So all of this uh, talk about the lack of respect in the children, the degradation in the schools, they would say this began with a system that did not treat them with respect, a system that did not ask them what they knew or what they thought or what they believed, but rather tried to jam down the throats. And they're saying that it's an evolutionary process that we get to a point in the dark age where the children can no longer be lied to. So, um, in this now, they're, they're, uh, they're quoting the Buddha. Um, it was, um, talking without first-hand knowledge is the same as dancing on books. And that today's children are able to, A, see through any lies, B, see through any pretense, any insecurities. C, they can't be lied to. So we must understand this and deal with them with love, with respect, and then we will see the same mirrored back through our children in the way that they're interrelating with our society. So, Denise, we're amazingly, we're coming up to the end of the show. It seems to have flown by, and you've basically got one minute, and I'll just ask uh, if there's anything that uh, the Masters have not been able to bring through today that they want to close with, a final summary, as it will. Here's your opportunity. If you're feeling it's time to move, move. 
they would like to put that out to everybody. Many people are contemplating if they should change their location at this time. If you're feeling that you're ready for a change, that you should get out of your area, then um, the masters are encouraging you to look into this because deep within the body, we're part of the system. We know where the safe places on earth are. So if there's something that's coming to your mind, if you're getting this sensation, look into it further. Don't just let it become a passing fancy. Thank you. And by move, they mean physical relocation. Yes. Well, Denise, we are at the end of our time, and I, it's just amazing how quickly it's gone. And I really, really appreciate your, your wisdom, your insight, and your giving yourself up for this uh, incredible work that you're doing. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Peter, and on behalf of the Ascended Masters also. They're very grateful to have this opportunity today. Thank you so much. And if you want to contact Denise, you can go through her website, www.oceanofclarity.com. My guest next week is Kerry Cassidy of Project Camelot, who has interviewed and documented uh, interviews with many of the whistleblowers in the world. So we'll have a little bit of uh, conspiracy theory stuff happening on the show next week. I hope you have a fantastic week. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.